God. God is so good. God is so wonderful. Every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. Yes. And uh, I am so glad that we are able to be in the house of the Lord together today. I'm going to be doing something just a little bit different today than what we have done on the other Sundays. I have a little saying that variety is the spice of life. <laughs> we need variety in what we eat. We need variety in the activities we involve ourselves in. I know that some of you still have your employment and that uh, kind of ties you down to the same old, same old all the time. I worked in a factory for the time I was in Bible college. Oh, man, I hated those jobs. Just pick up a board and put it in a machine, you know, eight hours, just putting a board in the machine. And my active brain was just like, this is not going to work for all of my life. <laughs> and so the Lord was able to help me to um, uh, get into other types of employment where I had a little variety. Uh, <clears throat> I promised you a couple of Sundays ago that I would get into your hands the completed version of the Bible study on prayer number two. I was going over prayer number one this week and discovered that uh, I had kind of ad-libbed the last little part. I knew where I was going. I just hadn't put it down in written form. And just as I get that, I will give it to you. Now, I, I, have, I have a motive today. I, I want you people to understand me. I, I, don't, under, I don't stand up here uh, just to fill a position and fill 45 minutes of our Sunday morning. But I have a deep burning desire in my heart to help every one of you, help every one of you to be a better Christian, a more effective Christian, a praying Christian, a victorious Christian. And I'm always thinking about you. I just asked this to Felicia, and I'm repeating your name so I don't forget it. Uh, her name today, I'm trying to get everybody's name in my mind so that during my times of prayer, I can pray for every one of you. Amen. And uh, Andrea, I will be praying for you. It's uh, my every morning custom to be up early. And uh, the Lord did a number on me today, 4.15. Come on, Lord, this is a little bit too early. And I confess, I went and laid down hoping to go back to sleep until my alarm went off at 5.45. No luck. So just get out of the bed and go to that place of prayer. It was amazing how wide awake I was and what a glorious time I had in the presence of the Lord, communicating with Him and Him communicating with me. As I've said in our studies, that prayer is a two-way street. Amen. If it is not, it is not right. It is not correct. We've got to give God time to talk to us. Amen? Amen. And so... Brother Nathan, our birthday boy, hey, come and distribute these. Uh, I don't think anybody has the completed one, so take one. Now, keep this where you can lay your hands on it and read it once in a while uh, to encourage your heart in your uh, life of prayer in the presence of the Lord. Amen? Praise God. And if you know someone who is a struggling Christian and they're struggling with a life of prayer, which should really be an integral part of our life. Uh, help them by giving them a copy. If you need to, just go somebody, go buy, buy someplace and make them a copy or say, 
Brother Walmer, I gave my copy away. Can you give me another one? I'll be happy to do that. I'm not trying to promote myself. Far be it from me to do anything of that nature. Amen? Amen. Praise God. All right. Um, brother, brother, brother Noah, our water boy. <laughs> Have a little fun here. Come and, uh, Noah, come and get this one. This is... This is the full version of the attributes of God. You kind of got it piecemeal as we went through the three lessons on the attributes of God. This is the whole complete version. And again, I want to reiterate that if we don't know who we are praying to, our prayers will never be effective. Okay? If we understand who God is, what his attributes are, we will be able to pray with an effectiveness that we have never had before in our lives. When we really sincerely understand that God is omnipotent, that he possesses all power, that there is nothing that God is not able to do, we will be able to come to God, dear brother, with any request, no matter how seemingly great it is to us, Brother Mike, Miguel. We will be able to come to God with that, with a confidence in our hearts that God is really able to take care of that for us. All right? Praise God. Did I have enough copies? Were there enough copies of that one? Two. Two left over? Okay. Three left over? Yeah, leave that, leave that. You can keep those uh, for future reference, uh, pass them off to anybody, new converts or anything needs it, okay? Sister Gina, are you ready? Yes. I want to sing with you today. I want to sing with you, all right? And I hope you'll be able to catch on to the words of this beautiful hymn, all right? Um, <clears throat> there are some computer skills that I don't have. I tried to find this thing on a site and I could not get it to come up. But, huh? In the garden, all right? And this is a beautiful hymn. This is one of the hymns that I grew up on. This is one of the hymns that helped form my spiritual life. This is one of the hymns that helped me to understand the value and the beauty of prayer and how wonderful it is to come into God's presence and to be able to commune with Him. And of course, this hymn reminds us of of uh, what transpired, uh, <coughs> excuse me, in the life of Adam and Eve, uh, God's first created human beings, and they walked in the garden with God, the voice of God, not a physical presence, but uh, an accompanying voice of God beside them, and how comforted they were, and how filled with joy they were until the day that they sinned and that tie was broken and God could no longer have that close fellowship with him. But my friends, we have been, we have repented of our sins. If you have not, please allow me to encourage you to really repent of any sin that is in your life. Yes, amen. Be honest with God in your prayer life and say, God, if there is anything in my life that is standing between me and a full relationship with you, I want you to reveal that to me, all right? 
And God will do that. Yeah. It may be some habit you have. It may be some uh, type of language that you use that God does not approve of. Uh, it may be something of your physical attire that God doesn't approve of. Whatever it is, God will reveal it to you. I'm not going to stand up here and tell you what you can and cannot do. And I don't think your pastor is going to do the same thing. We want God to talk to you. Because if, if our, uh, what can I say, if our uh, style of living comes from God, and it is he that has spoken to us, I don't really like what you're doing, then it will become a heartfelt conviction in us. I know places where uh, a lot of all of these things are railed on on almost every service, and people obey because they don't want to displease their pastor. But I don't do the things that the world does. I don't do things that other people do. Because I have a deep desire in my heart to please God. Please God. That's the most important thing, Sister Didi, is to please God. Amen? Please God. Why? Because He is the one that holds in His hands my eternal destination. I must please Him with every part of my living. I must please him. He must be happy with me. He must be content with me, with my life of prayer, with my daily conversation, with my actions. All right? Uh, My wife kind of got on my case this morning. We were getting out of the car. I said, lady, would you please hurry up and get out of the car so I can lock the thing, okay? And uh, I had gotten the cake out, got my briefcase out, and quit scowling at me. (laughs) And... uh, <laughs> All right. And Danny's walking out there about that. He said, You know, I got the same problem. I have a little lack of patience. <laughs> you know, we're we're human beings, my friends. We are human beings. Do you understand that? Right. And we're all subject to failing and and, and and all of that. All right? I mean, it's just the norm of our lives. But if we understand what we're doing, what is wrong, and we repent of that, and we ask God to help us and to strengthen us and to give us more patience with the Danny, whatever it is that we need, God can do that and will do that. And as I'm talking about that, I want us to learn. I told Sister Felicia this morning, please forgive me for asking your name, but I am trying to learn the names of everybody in this small congregation. I guess that my hard drive is pretty well full, so it's sometimes kind of hard for me to get everything memorized. <laughs> All right. And uh, even called Brother Miguel by the wrong name here a while back. I don't know why I did that. but I guess maybe it was his good behavior. That's why I called him Angel. <laughs> Angelo, which is Angel. All right. Oh, praise God. God is so good, isn't he? Yes. And, you know, we can talk about these things and and have a little bit of humor about it because, well, it, it doesn't help to cry unless it is in the presence of God in deep, really heartfelt repentance. Repentance from the mouth out is of no use to you. Repentance has to come from the heart. Amen? Amen. Praise God. So, uh, how many know this hymn in the garden? All right, we have a few that do. Oh, my. It's the gray-haired people. <laughs> and brother. Oh, you know it, too. Okay, very well. 
coming. They're coming. They're coming. <laughs> this is a beautiful hymn. And as, as I have mentioned to you, that uh, when my alarm clock doesn't wake me up for prayer, the Lord does. So we'll just be obedient. You know, the beautiful thing was that I got up early and I just had a great time of prayer that went for more than an hour. Just deep heartfelt prayer. And Paul, I mentioned your name. And Nathan, I mentioned your name. And Noah, I mentioned your name. And I think I forgot you this morning, Sister Dee. I'm sorry. All right. I'm being totally honest, okay? All right. So when you get up to pray, let's make our prayers very, very personal and let's remember the names of everyone that is a part of our wonderful fellowship here. I want you to know that my wife and I appreciate being here with all of you. We really do. We love you. Amen. We love you. We appreciate you. You may have felt Amen. a little strange the other morning. I just embrace you both, put my head between your two heads, embrace you. I, I want to feel that closeness to you because I love you. I really do. And I want to see God do such a great, wonderful work in your life. And I, I say that for every one of you today. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And so, I come to the garden alone, while the dew is still on the roses, and the voice I is 
tells me Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And the joy we share as we tarry stand together right now. Let's just stand together. Give God thanks today for the privilege you have of prayer and communication directly with the Lord. I'm so glad that we do not adhere to the religious philosophies of other organizations where we have to go through some man and through some other figure to come to God. But we're able to come to you, Lord, directly. Enter into the holy and most holy place and commune with you, Lord, and feel fellowship with you, Lord, and know by the embrace of your Holy Spirit that we are your children. We belong to you. You have saved us. You have transformed us. And you have adopted us into your family. Oh God, oh God, oh God, this morning, may we understand this truth, oh God. May we understand this truth, oh God, I pray, in the wonderful name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless us together this morning as we consider a few additional things this morning out of your word, Lord. And may we be blessed and strengthened by it all. In the name of the Lord, I pray. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. <clears throat> what I'm bringing to you today is a collection of some passages of Scripture that actually I had put together for last Sunday's finalization but I took the whole allotted time with the rest of Lesson 2. We're taking our Bibles this morning to the book of Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7. Amen. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7. I will be reading this to you uh, out of the uh, New International Version. Uh, and it's very close to the Portuguese Bible that I used for over four decades. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. And the God of peace, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 You do not have a copy of this, but by next Sunday I will have expanded this just a little bit and I will give you a copy. Because I am confident that there is somebody sitting here today that is going to want to refresh their mind about these scriptures that I'm reading to you. I want to go to the New International Version because uh, it says exactly what it says in the uh, Portuguese version. Be, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to God. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding 
will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. I want to just go over just a few things in these two verses this morning, all right? Why should we as Christians be always anxious about something? Why? Don't we serve an almighty God? Sister Didi, don't we serve a God that loves us? Yes, we do. Brother Danny, don't we call him our Heavenly Father? Yes, yeah. Does that bring anything back to your mind about your childhood? Did you worry about there being enough food on the table when you were a boy? No. Huh? Not one time. Because you had a father that worked and brought home the necessary financial resources to place on the table what you needed as a growing boy to eat. Let's, let's get this relationship in our minds. Right, Brother right, Nathan? He is our Heavenly Father. And with that in mind, we go to Philippians chapter... Mm, oh my. 4.19. And my God shall supply all your needs. Yeah. That's the promise, people. That's the promise. Sister Monica, you don't need to be anxious about anything. Praise God. Yes, I ask God to continue to give me good health. I want to keep preaching for a long time. Amen. I want to be able to share my personal experiences with God, with others, to encourage them, to strengthen them, to cause them to believe that God can do the same thing in their lives. Amen. But I'm not worried about that because God has given me good health to 78 years of age, and I'm glad of that. I am thankful for it. Amen. Amen. All right? Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise God. My youngest son um, <clears throat> left a rather stressful job in sales where the company that he worked for was always ripping him off and not paying him all of his premiums and commissions and all of that. And he got this other job with a Swedish com- company, and they took him to Sweden several times for training. And he was to be their lead man in helping to break open the North American market for the product that they were endeavoring to sell. But uh, several things happened, and somebody dropped the ball, and they lost some of their contacts. And so they called him into a meeting in New York, and they said, we're sorry, but we're going to have to let you go. Well, you got a house mortgage. You got a car payment. You have four girls, and it's always more expensive to dress girls than it is boys. They're just more expensive. Don't get mad at me, Monica, <laughs> and Claudia, but it's just the truth. And if you don't know that, Claudia, I'm sure that Miguel does, all right? Girls just require more, all right? I guess Sister Gina was. Happy Mother, she had four boys, right? Is that, is that correct? <laughs> All right. 
I mean, they don't mind running on a pair of ragged jeans, but boy, that girl's got to be dressed in frills and bows and all of that kind of good-looking stuff, you know? But our God is the one who supplies all of our needs. Yes, sir. So Stephen lost his job. He's freaking out. You can imagine, he, he flew to New York, got that very bad news, at least... They didn't fire him with an email. You know, they called him in personally to, to break the news to, to him and tell him how sorry they were to have to do that. He went home, and he told his wife. He didn't even tell his kids. He didn't even tell his pastor. He kept it to himself between him and his wife. He didn't tell his mother either. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even tell us. <laughs> Thank you, Sister Lee. And we certainly would have been in prayer with him. But the two of them began to pray. And they began to fast. And they began to wait on God. And they began to really get into intercessory prayer in behalf of their need. But they knew that God was their heavenly father, that he would supply their need as he had always done in the past. The company that he was let go from for, not because he wasn't doing his job, but because of the situation. They gave him three months severance pay. Four months severance pay. Thank you. And that was a big relief. You got fired, Brother Josh. I'm sure you'd be happy to get four months severance pay. All right. And they did that for him. And insurance. Huh? And continued his insurance. But you, you talk about a generous separation from that company. They prayed. And he put his resume out. And in six weeks, he had another job, same pay, health care, and everything. Now, what I'm telling you is that they took that burden of prayer. It was their need. They didn't have any reason to share it with anybody else. They depended on themselves and their relationship with God. Now, please understand that I was a pastor for many years, okay? I became rather weary. I'm being very honest with you today, all right? But I became rather weary of people all the time coming in, the Walmer, pray for me. Okay, what's your need? And tell me. But, you know, the interesting thing was, I never saw them tarry in the altar in prayer. They didn't show up Tuesday night for prayer service. So what is this? Am I going to have to carry you in my prayers? And you're not going to pray for yourself and your need and your feeds and your family? Uh, am I being too hard with the Camarina? All, all I can do, people, is just open my heart to you. And tell you what I think God has told me to tell you. 
We've got to embrace our own problems, to embrace our own sickness, to embrace our own lack of finances, or whatever it is that is your primary need. Amen? And you pray for that, and you fast about that. And don't try to put that burden off on somebody else. And you've got unsaved family members. I know you do, Sister Jean, okay? Two boys that desperately need God, all right? And I prayed for them this morning. I read that. I, I don't know their name. You want to give me their names? I'll be happy to take them to the Lord by name, okay? All right? But that is your family, Nathan. That is your family, Noah. That is your family. I'm, I'm sorry to be so pointed this morning. But somehow, we have got to bow before God in prayer and be woke, bro, broken. And we've got to weep. And we've got to intercede in the presence of God in behalf of those that are without God. I hope I'm not too hard this morning. I want this church to grow. Amen. I want this church to prosper. I want to see new people sitting on these chairs. I want the wall gone. I want more chairs. I want more visitors. I want more work. Hallelujah. I want other people in whose lives God can operate in a powerful way. Hallelujah. But you cannot expect your pastor and Sister Shannon and maybe Brother Paul and Sister Raina to carry the whole burden of prayer of this congregation. It's impossible. But if we will join in prayer together, there will be a great cry that is going to be lifted up to God and God is going to hear us. This week as I was praying, I was uh, reminded of something, and I'm going to talk about this and maybe give a Bible study on it sometime, but I, I got to thinking about Cornelius. Yeah. And the Lord dispatched an angel to talk to him. Cornelius! Your prayers have been accumulating and accumulating. And it's been brick upon brick and stone upon stone until your prayers have broken through the clouds and your prayers have become a memorial before me. And I looked down to see where all of this construction was coming from. And I saw you. And I'm sending my angel down to you to tell you how you can find Full apostolic salvation. Hallelujah. Amen. My friend, my brother, my sister this morning, your prayers can become a memorial before God. As you pray every day, as you seek God every day, as you call the names of your family members before God in prayer, and God will dispatch the necessary warriors in behalf of your family members. I know that you prayed, and I'm not saying that you haven't prayed before. I'm not saying that. But I am giving an appeal today to faithfulness in our life of prayer. 
Not a hit and miss. Not a once in a while. Not just Sunday morning before church and Wednesday night before church. But at any other time that is convenient to your schedule of work and whatever. Amen? Amen. Now I want us to recall something else out of this passage of scripture that we have read. And I'm going to hurry here, my Lord. Uh, Our supplication, the scripture said, must be made with thanksgiving. Don't forget your thanksgiving for what God has already done. Amen? Amen. And uh, over in the book of Psalms, and I can't recall the chapter right now. I have preached from that many times, but I... But David cried out, he said, What shall I render unto the Lord for all of his benefits for me? And you can look up that word render in your concordance and you will find that passage in Psalms. What shall I render? What shall I give to God? And we've got to recall all of God's blessings and we've got to give him our praise and our worship and our adoration and our thanksgiving. And we don't do it alone, but we say those things. And and David said it. I will do that in the congregation of the righteous. Wednesday was great, Brother Camarena. Wednesday was great to hear your testimony of what God is doing in your life. Yes. Praise God. That is strengthening to the body of Christ. Right. To hear what God is doing through his supernatural power in your life. Amen. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. With thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. We have got to learn, if we have not done so already, that our requests must be made in a way that we really understand what we are requesting of the Lord. And I have already mentioned, I I think you've caught on to it, that that, uh, my prayers include the names of people, include the name of our pastor and his wife and and, and, and Josh and Monica and I endeavor to call all of you by name before the Lord in prayer and ask God to, to meet your need. Josh, Annette, I pray for you by name, amen, amen, that God will work in your life what he wants to work. Not what I want, but what God wants. Amen? amen. And uh, this sister over there, I've got to get your name so that I can call your name in prayer also. Amen. You're all important to me. You really are. And we have got to be able to communicate with God in a very specific way. Making our request known to God with thanksgiving. Now when we have done this, the scripture says that the God of peace or the peace of God which goes beyond all of our capability to understand. How is it that we can have peace in the midst of all of the political turmoil in our country. How can we have peace in the midst of wars and rumors of wars? How can we have peace in the midst of all of the iniquity that goes on? It comes by God. It is not an external peace around us, but it is a peace inside of us. Amen. That gives us the tra- a tranquil spirit and, and helps us to understand that God is able to move in us in a way that no one else can. Now, I want to give very special attention today to 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7. 
Uh, it says, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. And again, in the New, New International Version, this Bible, now this version says exactly what it says in the Portuguese Bible that I used for so many years. Cast all of your anxiety on right. him, right. because he cares for you. Right. Cares for you. I made a rather long visit with somebody uh, the other day, a person who had a year ago lost his wife. He is still in grieving. He misses her so very, very much. And uh, uh, I don't quite understand it. Maybe I will have to understand it someday. But um, uh, he is just overcome with anxiety. He is a Christian man, has been for many, many years. And it would be my thinking that, that he would be able to trust in God in such a way that his anxiety would be taken care of, knowing that God cares for him. And I told him, I said, I have come to visit you because I want you to know that I care for you. And you know, that's all that some people need to know is that somebody cares. Yeah. I just called a very uh, long-term friend of ours who just lost his brother night before last, day before last, all right? And had been sick for quite some time, older brother, uh, I guess in his 80s. But he passed away. And I called my friend, I said, Derry, I know there is nothing I can say that somebody hasn't already say, said. I'm sorry. I regret this. I hurt with you and all of that kind of stuff, you know, that we say. But my call did not include those words. I just said, Derry, I want you to know that I care. And he said, my friend, that's all that's necessary. Hey, just the fact that the phone rang and just the fact that your name came up on my phone screen, I knew that you cared. I want to tell you this morning that God cares for you. God cares for you. He really does. He cares for the sparrows. He cares for the lilies of the field. I understand that there's been major traffic jams on some of the major highways in California this weekend has involved uh, uh, accidents that have been fatal to some people. Where was everybody going? They were going into the desert regions to see probably one of the most beautiful displays of California poppies that we've had in many, many years because of the rain that we had this year. And God cares about all of those beautiful things that he, that he created. Psalms 37 and verse 4 through 5. And I want to encourage you to make Psalm 37 a very integral part of your Bible reading because it is such a beautiful psalm. Cast all of your... Oh, no. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord, and trust also in him, and he shall bring it to Pass. If you fulfill what falls your obligation, all right, you delight yourself in the Lord, 
You commit your way to the Lord, you trust in Him, and then He's going to bring it to pass. But if you're filled with doubt, if you're filled with anxiety, if you're all the time worrying, and you have become, as the old proverb said way back in the day when I was a kid, where you have become a worry wart, all right? You ever had a wart on your finger? I had one right there on my finger. That thing bothered me. I bend my finger, which I can't do anymore. But anyway, that, that wart would break open and bleed. And I worried about that wart. It probably went away by itself. I was sure glad of that. But anyway, people sometimes become worry warts. They, they just worry about everything. Yeah. They just worry about everything. You know, that is not the life of a Christian that God wants you to live. He wants you to be resting in Him and trusting in Him with all of your heart. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Now, Psalm 34 is also another wonderful psalm. And I want to take just a moment this morning to tell you something. The right of 17 and 19. I'm sorry, Sister Gina. I didn't give you a paper this morning. The righteous cry in the Lord heareth. Oh, there wasn't anything more than that. that that's, that's enough for me. The righteous cry. Now, you got to make sure you're righteous, okay? You're righteous because you repented. You're righteous because you endeavor with all that is in you to live a life right before God. And you repent of any sin that may crop up in your life. You become righteous because you become clothed with His righteousness. The Lord heareth. And what does He do? Is it on the screen? Huh? Delivers them out of all of the troubles. Josh, if you got troubles, if you will delight yourself in the Lord, and and you will uh, uh, cry unto Him, He will deliver you out of all of your troubles. The Lord is nigh unto whom? Those that have a broken heart. And of a contrite spirit. Alright? And sometimes that contriteness, that brokenness of heart is shown because when we come into God's presence, we weep in God's presence. We cry in God's presence. Amen? Yeah. Uh, it, it, is, it, is a, it is a deeply emotional thing because we are in God's presence. Amen? Yeah. When we come to Him in prayer... If we really are into it, God is going to just, we, we know it, but God just reaches down into our little world that is important to us, but it's just one of many people's worlds that is important to Him. And we feel His loving arms wrapped around us. Amen. Amen. We feel the hug of the Holy Spirit, and we know that He really cares for us. Now, the last part of this verse, I want to elaborate on just a little bit. Month of November, 1982. No, that's wrong. 1980, 1974. Michael's accident, 74. What year was that? It was 21. It was 20. It was 20, yeah. It was 20. He came out to my office on the bus, 
and I had to have him make a delivery of some material to someone. I said, take my motorbike. And he jumped on it and headed home. He had a horrible accident. His right leg was driven out through his pelvic bone, took off a big chunk of his pelvic bone. But the worst injury was to his head, even though he was wearing a very good, high-quality helmet. The helmet was broken in, I think, three different places because his head hit the, the pillar between the windshield and the door, probably one of the most solid places on a car. The doctors gave us absolutely no hope of his recovery. And if he would recover, they thought he would probably be in a vegetable state that his brain had been so damaged. People, we learned what it was to pray without ceasing. <clears throat> Night and day, we prayed without ceasing. And during prayer, the Lord gave to my wife the last part of this passage today. And it says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. She wrote that out in big, bold letters on a piece of typing paper, took it to the hospital with some scotch tape and gave it to the nurse and said, I want you to post this on the wall above his bed. The Bible says that the Lord sent his word and healed them. Right. Right. I went to the doctor and said, Doctor, can I make a trip this weekend? I, I'm scheduled to be in a certain place. His words were, yes, you can go. And there would be time for you to return. What he was telling me, that if while you're gone, your son dies, you would be able to get back to the funeral service. That's what he told me. And it was with that heavy heart yeah. that I traveled to that meeting. I was not the scheduled speaker, but they asked me to preach. And I thought, people, you have got to be out of your mind. How can I preach with my heavy heart? But as I prayed, God gave me a message and a verse. And <clears throat> the Bible talks about over in the book of Hebrews, and it said, he, referring to Jesus, learned obedience by the things that he suffered. And I preached about the ministry of suffering. My friends, God is with us. Yes, he is. I'm concluding today, and again, Brother Nathan, if you would be so kind as to help me, give one of these copies to everyone, please. Amanda... A man by the name of Leonard Ravenhill. How many have read anything by Raven? He was absolutely an awesome writer and an awesome preacher. We have heard several of his recorded messages. And uh, he was not a screamer. But boy, whatever he said, it really carried weight. There are two things that I have written down here for to share with you. you know, and this, this man was born in 1907 and died in 1994. All right. He wrote a book, Why Revival Terries. And if you don't have that book, buy it. You need it and you need to read it. Uh, not just those that are in the ministry, but everybody. All right. Why Revival Terries. 
by Re uh, Leonard Ravenhill. And if you want to put that up on the speed screen, you can. All right? He said, the only reason, the only reason we don't have revival is because we are willing to live without it. Whatever you want, you're going to go after. And if we want revival, we're going to go after it. Amen. This is another thing that he wrote, and I'm closing with this. Prayer. No man is greater than his prayer life. The pastor who is not praying is playing. The people who are not praying are straying. We have many organizers, but few agonizers. Many players and uh, many players and payers, but few prayers. Not prayers, but prayers. All right, I, I should have left the hyphen in there. I didn't. Many singers, few clingers. Lots of pastors, few wrestlers. Many fears, few tears. Much fashion, little passion. Many interferers, few intercessors. Many writers, few, but few fighters. Failing here, we fail everywhere. Leonard Ravenhill. Isn't that powerful? Amen. That is so powerful, so very powerful. Well, praise God. Let's stand together one more time. And I hope that I have been a blessing to you today with these few rather random thoughts today. But uh, I hope nobody questions my passion about that. Amen. Let's thank God for His Word. Thank you, Lord, for your Word. Let's speak so profoundly to our hearts. Speaks to us. Convicts us. Guides us. Gives us the direction and the orientation that we need in our lives. That was, oh God, to commit all of our way to you and to really trust in you, Lord. Don't allow us to be filled with worries and anxieties and be fretting about all the different aspects of our life and the things that go on in our nation. But, oh God, help us to really trust you and to believe in you. And know, Lord, that you are God. You are our Heavenly Father. And you're going to supply every one of our needs. Lord, help us to really trust you. And we will always give you the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise God. God bless all of you. Let's do a little meet and greet. Let's be sure and welcome Sister Andrea.